call is being recorded. Howdy. Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. You know. As it is not, it's not my favorite movie. It is not. But so here's okay. Watching it through, this is. I want to say either my third or fourth time watching it. I believe this is my fourth. Uh, then I am one less than you, so it had to have been my third. Because I know okay. you've watched it at least one more time than I have. Because you saw it twice in theaters, I only saw it once. Yeah, I saw it twice in theaters. I watched it. So this is actually probably my fifth. So like I watched I said, it in theaters. I watched it solo when it came out on on Blu-ray, and then I watched it when Melissa and I did the whole series before Episode Nine came out. So yeah, this this had to have been my third time because I yeah. I wouldn't pull this one out just to watch it. Yeah, but honestly, I enjoy uh, it more every time I see it. See, and that's what I was just gonna say is that I noticed more watching it this time than I did before. I feel like maybe I paid more attention to it because it was for something. Yeah. Rather than just watching it as a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, there were parts of it that I watched and I was like. Why do I feel like I've never seen this? Yeah. So like, tonally, it felt I'm... completely different mm. than mm-hmm. the first time I saw it or the second time I saw it. First time I saw it, I was depressed. I walked out of that theater like sad about it. Yeah, I wasn't. It wasn't like I said. wasn't Wasn't what I expected. Yeah. As a follow-up to the absolute masterpiece that was episode seven. Yeah. So That's not what I was expecting. I mean, unfortunately, we all know why. Yeah. Um, and that's, ugh, that's nobody's fault. And I, I will say this out loud. This is no one's fault but J.J. Abrams. Mm-hmm. Like, you should have just and taken it, the job. And done all yep. three. Yep. Yep. And I'm sure that's why when he came back for the third one, he was like, should have done it. Mm-hmm. Should have done it. Mm-hmm. But uh, here's compelling story? the thought that I had is that a lot of these movies, like specifically like Empire Strikes Back and Force Awakens, these are good movies outside of Star Wars. Yes. Last Jedi is a really good Star Wars movie does not stand on its own without the franchise. No. But it is a very a good franchi- of, franchise picture. There's a lot of what like what's going on in this movie heavily depends on everyone seeing all of it. There's a lot of fan service. And it's not like heavy-handed either. A lot of times the fan service has like a really negative connotation to it, like it's just a bunch of stuff like forced in there so people are like ah that's the thing that I know this actually uses like a lot of that material to effect for the story Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this was a very story oriented movie this one for sure was yes Um, Yes. but I can also say that a lot of the action scenes in this movie were very, very good. Yes, they were. Um, the, some of my notes have scene, to do with that. I would, I, I'm moving at the moment, so I can't look at my notes just yet. Okay. But I feel like on this opening roll, by the time we're done with it, I'm five minutes from all that. Okay. So, so my, I really love that opening. The the with Poe in his in his X wing, the comedy of it, the little out of place for Star Wars. It is funny. It is very funny. Um, but it felt I do like <laughs> like it, it shouldn't be forced. there. Yeah, it, it felt forced. I said this when we first saw it. I've said it every time I've watched it. It feels like a Family Guy cutaway. Mm. And I do like that. 
into the whole thing, they're like, oh, can you hear me? Can I hear you? Yeah. And that one general leans over to General Hux or whatever his, like, sub-commander or whatever the hell he is, leans yeah. over to him and goes, I, I'm pretty sure he's messing with you. I believe he is tooling with you, sir. Yeah. yeah. A very important message from General Leia Organa about his mother. <laughs> <laughs> But when he's flying around shooting shooting out all the all the turrets and shit, and he's like drifting the X Wing around, like you can see it just like swing around. That is some of the coolest shit in Star Wars right there. That is that is one of my notes in bold. I know I wrote it, is Poe fucking Dameron. He's my favorite new character. He's up there in like my top favorite Star Wars characters. The the best part of that opening sequence, like you said, when he's clearing out all the deck guns, mm-hmm. is when he when BB-8 slams his whole head into the firing controls. Mm-hmm. He smokes that last cannon and then, and like you said, slid the X-wing around on these two on the two Tie Fighters that were following him, and he gets the kills on both of them. Yeah, when he closes so- the X-wing and flies through that vent. And it slices one of them all up. Mm-hmm. Like the mm, the effects in these new movies are so yeah. good. They are, and it's not. They use so so many practical effects that when they are using CGI, they're using it for a good reason. Like it is like well done. Yes. So this is the first movie where a human character does not say. I've got a bad feeling about this. But it is said in that opening scene by BB-8. Yeah. And, uh, when Leia, when Leia, Leia says, I, I'm with the droid on this one. <laughs> yeah. No. I've, uh, a very quality opening scene. I do... I, I, this was the first one of the few that I've taken extensive notes on. I got a lot of notes here too, actually. I, I think I have like three or four pages of bullet points. I love uh, happy beeps. Only happy beeps, <laughs> BBA. Only happy beeps, BBA. Only happy beeps. <laughs> the um, and then he says it th- says it again to himself. To like reassure yeah. himself, happy beeps. Yeah, happy beeps. Um, shoot, I can't pull my notes up yet. Hang on a minute, because I took all my notes on my phone this time, like a smart person, because I had no idea where my notebook was. Mm. I got a brand new typewriter for Christmas, and I was thinking about taking notes on my typewriter, but it's just easier to pull up my phone. Write something down real quick. Uh, yeah, basically my whole thing was the opening with Hux and Poe fucking Dameron. Mm-hmm. He's like, a great character. Raw, we haven't seen raw piloting technique like that since Anakin He's, Skywalker. Yeah. Like, I want to see... Like, I would settle for an animated series about like a young Poe Dameron, like as a kid growing up. Because I bet he was like stealing, stealing ships and shit and, and tooling them around. Because his mother was a, was an ace pilot too, who fought alongside Luke Skywalker. Sorry, I was unpacking some groceries. If you were hearing rustling, that's what that was. No, that's all right. Cat was about to start fucking with some grocery bags. I am pulling on to my street right now. I had to stop and pick up uh, pick up one more land for a competitive deck that I'm building. Ah, it's gonna win me some money, hopefully. So yeah, I got this gorgeous. I got this gorgeous new typewriter, and it's it's so weird to have it's brand new. Like it's it's uh-huh. new. It's my my other two typewriters, one is like forty years old, the other one's like sixty years old. This is new. It was like made this year. I didn't know they still made typewriters. 
they are pretty expensive, but they still make them. My dad got it for me. That's sick. They they still make this one's mechanical. They also still make um like uh, Office Depot has a brand of electric typewriters. I have four pages of bullet notes. Oh wow, that's way more than me. I mean, these are sh- they're short pages. They're very yeah. short pages. <clears throat> um, so should we get right back into the Luke Ray thing? Hmm. Or is there anything else that you want to say about the opening sequences? Because from the opening sequence, we go straight to Ray. So, um, no, we can we can go right into right into Ray. So one of my big notes here is that like Mark Hamill in this movie, like he carries this movie. He is he is the heart of this movie, and I know that's intentional. Like he was supposed to be the heart of this movie, but well, yeah, the last Jedi, like. Like Mark Hamill's always really good, but mm-hmm. his performance in this one, fucking stellar. I agree. And he, I was he reading. Plays, he plays the hermit Jedi. Mm-hmm. Perfect. He's like a mix like, between like Obi Wan and and Yoda and just angry. Like there were callbacks to both of his Jedi masters throughout through the whole sequence while they were on that island. Yeah. Um, I was reading that uh, when, when Mark Hamill first read Ryan Johnson's script, he, he said he went immediately to Ryan Johnson. He said he had uh, fundamental and moral issues with the characterization of Luke Skywalker and having gotten that off his chest, he thought it was a really, really well written and he was going to put his heart into it. Mm. Like this is not what he would have done with Luke Skywalker, but he did love how well how how well written he was. The very first thing he does to Rey when she hands him his old lightsaber, mm. nah, wings it over his shoulder, nah. Fuck that, fuck that. I don't want. Fuck it. Nope, I'm not part of this. Bye. This goddamn thing. Why would you give me this? Fuck you. I mean, that's really all I got for, like, the first portion of it. I I love um, Poe and Leia's chemistry is really great. I love that Leia is, like, Poe's hero. Yeah. He's not, like, he's not, like, idolizing Luke Skywalker or some other, like, great pilot. It's it's Leia is is his, like, idol, his mentor. And you can tell, too, by the way they interact through this entire movie. Yeah, and she, she loves him. And he's not afraid yeah. to, like, he, he's not afraid to, like, be a dick about it. <laughs> uh, uh, we get yet another Kylo Ren absolute meltdown. Mm-hmm. I, I have a note in here. It's crazy how much Anakin we see in him. Like, the way he moves his face. And the way he de- delivers these like over dramatic lines, he's he's so Anakin. The temper tantrums. Mm-hmm. Because he we can all agree. smashes his fucking helmet. Yeah, that that's what I'm talking about in this note specifically. Is when he smat when he demolishes his helmet, and then those he's got the two officers when he gets right off the elevator, goes just yells at him, "Prepare my ship." Yeah. I'm I'm also going to point out the fact that he doesn't give an order to save any of the pieces of his mask. No. However, someone saves those pieces. Someone got it together. Yeah, some bootlicker. Someone, uh, what I'm hoping is that one of those one of those officers that he yelled, that he says get my ship ready to mm. is like kind of like his personal assistant almost. Yeah. <clears throat> like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, boss threw another shit fit. I mean, get the pieces now. You gotta go find the super glue. It, it, that, that got me. Yet again, mm-hmm. another absolute little hissy fit from Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, this one was kind of deserved. I mean, the guy who he idolizes literally just said to him, you're just a, you're a child in a mask, quote, unquote. Yeah. We thought you were another Vader and this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. And he's just trying to get him riled up. He's also yeah. stupid, Snoke. It's like if he were any good, if he were if he were really that that like powerful in the force, he would have known that that was going to backfire. But he's like, also he, just he he's like said, a puppet. <laughs> he even says out loud, um, "I've seen his future. I've seen what this is going to do." Da 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 da. But he didn't see. He didn't see getting cut in half. I think. I think what's happening is that he's seeing Kylo's future in the abstract, and he's mm. interpreting it wrong. All right, that makes sense. Like when he when he says that his mind is made up, that he senses resolve in him. Like he was right. Yes, his mind was made up, and he he was resolved, but not the way he thought he was. We have we've jumped way ahead. Yeah. So I think we go now. What I let's get back to what. Let's get back to the Leia, Poe Dameron thing. Yeah. Because I loved that. Mm-hmm. Beyond anything else that I loved in this movie was the fact that Leia treated Poe as more of an equal. I think yeah, than I'm, anybody else on that bridge. Yeah. <laughs> and it was tough love because she knew she knew he was better than this. Yeah, and it was, almost, also it was almost like watching a mother ground yes. a child. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. It was more it's, like a, I'm going to slap you on the wrist and make sure you understand that you can't do shit like this anymore. Yeah. It's like um, <laughs> Ray with Han Solo and Poe with Leia, they're both like the surrogate children to replace to replace Ben. Yes. I think they both feel like if they provide a positive role for those two characters, mm-hmm. it's the most important thing. Yeah. Um, this brings me, like, like you said before, this brings me back to the, when she's yelling at him, she says, you can't just jump in an X-wing and blow stuff up. Mm-hmm. And then the Fly very away. next day, and then the very next thing we get um first order star destroyers and the dreadnought and yeah. he, or not the dreadnought this was after the dreadnought cuz they were tracking the big cruiser i don't rem- they never even told anyone where the tracking was coming from just that the track was the tr- the ship was being tracked mm-hmm. um when he looks at her and he says permission to go to jump in an X-Wing and go blow stuff up now. <laughs> and she looks at him and goes, permission granted. Like, mm-hmm. she was like, fine. God damn it, fine, go. It's going to happen anyway. Um, Kylo Ren as a pilot. Yeah. He's Absolutely a Skywalker. Incredible. Mm-hmm. He's a, He's sc- a Skywalker he and a Skywalker solo. and a Solo. Like, you don't, I mean, we see Han Solo do all these things in the Millennium Falcon, and then we see Kylo Ren in this really tricked-out TIE Interceptor, just yeah. absolutely mauling people. And the scene, so the note that I had about him being so much like Anakin, it was specifically, I wrote that note down, when he is face-to-face with Leia, and his finger's on the trigger, and then he decides not to shoot. The look on his face yeah. was Anakin. And that that's another note that I have is that he doesn't kill her. Mm-hmm. There is he right. has it he has it yeah, exactly. That's what it is. It's the it's the foreshadowing that there is conflict in Kylo Ren, just like every other Skywalker that mm-hmm. has that has turned to the dark side. There is so much conflict. Because we we look back Vader did it to save Padme. Yeah. That's a that is a noble cause to save something that you love. You will make mm-hmm. any risk to do it. 
Yeah, and the reason that he had to do that was because the Jedi had taught him not to love. Exactly. He 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 embraced. I still think. All right, this is a weird theory that I've been developing over the last eight movies is that the Skywalkers seem to just tread the path of the gray Jedi. Yeah, like they shouldn't be Jedi. They should be just whatever Rey is. Yeah, they they are not just light or... They're not light or dark. They are the balance of the Force incarnate. You know what I mean? Their will is too strong. Yes. He's just Adam Driver every single time. Adam Driver is so fucking good. He is. I love Kylo Ren. How about Leia displaying Mm -hmm. those force powers? Yeah. Because that's clearly what that was. I don't give a shit what anybody wants to say about it. The the force manifests itself in so many ways, and she's not Mm -hmm. the first Jedi to have any kind of weird healing power or some kind of weird ability to keep themselves alive. Yeah. And when we see her finally, like, stretch her legs like that, she's she's in the middle of space. She is powerful. And again, it goes back to the Skywalker bloodline yet again. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see her fly a ship. Unfortunately, we don't get that. No. Um, Chewie. A little bright <laughs> note. A real quick little bright note. Yeah. Chewie is about to eat two of those weird creatures. The, the little porgs. Yeah. He's about to eat two of them, and, one of, and they all land in front of him, and he goes... Well, just go away. I don't want you to see this. And you can see, you, like, this is... Yeah, mm, this, he's this so is the, probably hungry. One of the cute, <laughs> this is the cutest part of this entire movie to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that last one, that just grills him. Like, yep. bruh. Bruh. And, he, and then Chewie chews him away, and then he can't fucking eat it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the first the first Star Wars movie without Peter Mayhew. Oh yeah. Like, so he he uh he his health was in decline. He so in in episode 7 whenever Chewie was sitting stationary, it was Peter Mayhew. Whenever he was up and moving around and shit, it was a different actor. The same actor from Solo. <laughs> Live, damn it. Also, the first one without Kenny Baker as uh, R2-D2. True. So, um, what's his face? Anthony Daniels, I think, who plays um, plays C-3PO, is the only actor to be in every movie in the in the whole saga. That's unfortunate. Mm. Fitting. So, (laughs) fitting. Very fitting. The only one who can't remember everything that's happened to him. Yeah. 3PO just keeps getting his mind reset. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Mm. No one ever wipes, no one wipes the, uh, the astro droid, the antique astro droid at this point. At this point, he—I mean, obviously—he is—he's pro- proven himself as a, you know, unfailable or unfallible, whatever the hell the word is. Infallible. Um, infallible little sidekick. That is what R two D two is. Yeah. But he is very much so an antique in this oh, yeah. movie. His antique astromech droid. <laughs> yeah. Tough little and droid. When he's. Uh, when they're with Luke again, and mm-hmm. 
I should say when Luke sneaks onto the Falcon. Yeah. And he's just like checking it out. He grabs Han's dice off the the mirror. Mm -hmm. And uh, sits down and he's looking around and R2 R2 just turns on and comes at him. Yep. And he's like, I don't know. I'm not going to get involved and I'm not coming back. I can't. And And he just plays that hologram. And he hits him with the hologram that started everything on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. That hit me so hard. That was, was such a, a good It was a good part. scene. It was a good scene. Uh, my next note, which I feel has to be addressed, <laughs> um, Admiral Hold- Holdo mm-hmm. is a bad bitch, man. She is. I kind of wish that she had had more screen time that we like knew who she was. Like, I know if we had read the books and shit, we would know who she is, but like, I kind of wish we had, we had been able to, to build up this character before this, this moment. Cause she I is really great and she's played really well. And it's like, you, you know, the whole time she's not, She's not being malicious. She's not being an asshole. She's doing she's her job. Make, yeah, and and when she has to check Poe all those times. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm Commander Dameron. Oh, you mean Captain, right? What because the, what Leia's the, last yeah, order... Her was. last <laughs> official order was to demote you. Yeah, Snark. Admiral mm. Snark. <laughs> But she she was a, re- a really great character. She was well done. Uh, somebody I hated. I really did not like Benicio del Toro. His character was annoying, and he felt very out of place for Star Wars. He was he was just some some random scumbag. Yeah. <clears throat> like a a totally random scumbag. Mm-hmm. The only part okay. If we're going to talk about things that shouldn't, that don't need to be included, really, that whole thing. I mean, I get it why it was. I do. Mm-hmm. And he did, and like, he did and he didn't help them do what they needed to do. Didn't. Yeah. They didn't ever get it shut off. No, that entire plan was a, was a failure. Put everybody in jeopardy. There was one really cool thing that I took away, or one thing that I really liked that they took away from that whole thing, Mm. was that dude pissing and moaning about the shuttle on his beach. That is Justin Long. Just, just mad about people being people parked on his beach, and he called the cops. Mm -hmm. That is that is Justin Justin Long playing a character named Slow and Low, which is a reference to a Beastie Boys song. Excellent. See yeah. things you learn. I love when she's talking about she's talking about Canto Bite, and she says, "Hold on, I've got it written down." <laughs> uh, the worst people in the galaxy, she calls them, and then it cuts over, and it's just a bunch of wealthy socialites. Mm-hmm. The worst people in the galaxy. The worst people in the galaxy. <laughs> Uh, while they're on Canto Bite, while while we're on that note, uh, the little alien who thinks that BB-8 is a slot machine, and he's like shoving coins into him. Yeah, that's Mark Hamill, voiced and motion capture. That's hilarious. Yeah, I thought that was wicked funny when that little that little alien thought that he was a he was a, coin, a slot machine. Mm-hmm. Then he pulls out. Then he pulls out like a machine gun and starts shooting coins at dudes. Yeah, that was a practical effect. That's excellent. Yeah, uh, another great practical effect later on when he shoots out the communicator and Finn catches it. One take, practical effect. Awesome. Yeah. But uh, Canto Bite easily like. When the first few times I saw it, my least favorite part. 
it doesn't rub me so much the wrong way anymore, but it is very prequely. Yeah. Like just the the color of it, but it's also like for a reason. Like like the prequels, the way the reason they looked the way they did was because everything was so prosperous and and there was money flowing and and it was just the height of the republic. And these yeah. people are all sitting high with with all their money from their from their weapons deals. So it makes sense that Canto Bite is the way it is and, and reminds you of the prequels. I feel like Canto Bite is the Las Vegas of the galaxy. Oh yeah, definitely. I'd say probably more like Atlantic City. But mm. like they think they're like Las Vegas, but they're not. Uh something I kept noticing throughout the movie, uh this is a little bit of a of a tangent off to the side. But so the the ship design stays consistent throughout the entire series. So those bombers, like they are obviously Corellian. Like yeah. they're they're designed, they are obviously Corellian. And the ship that they steal on Cantobite is Nubian. Like it is definitely a ship built on Nebu. I didn't get a good look at that ship. It's all like very sleek and and very shiny and all the like the upholstery is red and blue. It just is good point. Very much it shares a lot with like the ship from episode one. And the ship from episode no two. And the ship yeah. from episode two. Yes. That sleek little Corvette fight that little like yacht. Mm-hmm. Still got nothing on that super yacht, though. The one from Solo. Mm. Oh, yeah. That, that's a fucking ship. yacht. We'll talk about that when we get to Solo. Yep. Um, what else? Oh, we see the, obviously, Snoke divulges that he was the one doing it, but the the amount of times we see Ray and Kylo interact with each other in this movie. They they are so good together. They work so well together. I mean, I I have a note later on that they like they kind of like are the balance. Mhm. Like they're one and the same almost. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not yeah. They they both obvious well no they're, I can't say that like, right now perfect counterpoints yes per- perfect counterpoints to each other and when they end up together it's almost like the they they're like pu- they're pieces of a puzzle that fit together mm-hmm. let's see here um. Those poor fish people. The um, what fish people? The 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 the, the keepers of the Jedi Temple. Oh yeah. <laughs> the Ray blows a <laughs> hole through a hut. Yeah. After the first little mind link thing. Mm-hmm. Then Luke <laughs> like absolutely destroys one. <laughs> yep. And then uh, they Ray chops down that monolith. Mm-hmm. And it topples down the hill and takes out one of their carts. Yep, almost kills two of them. And I love the um, the fight between Ray and Luke. Yes, all the fights were good. Yes, but that that fight between Ray and Luke was really great, and and uh, the fight between Luke and Kylo Ren, where Luke does nothing, he just dodges. That little move he does where he, like, crouches and then spins around. It's very Palpatine episode three. Yes. Yes. Um, the bloodlines are strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. So, I, uh, my next note after Canto Bite is about Yoda. I love that there was no... Hold up. I, 
I don't know if it had been leaked or anything. I wasn't paying it. I watched the trailers, and I, I specifically avoid spoilers for Star Wars. In general, I don't care about spoilers, because I feel like if a spoiler actually ruins the movie, that it's not a very good movie to begin with. Yes. But for Star Wars, I 100% I want to be surprised. Like, I know right now, as of speaking, I have not seen Spider-Man No Way Home, but I do know the big twist. Like, I know I know what happens in Spider-Man No Way Home. Like, the big surprise. I have done enough to stay away from Spider-Man. Like, I don't know. I don't really care. I wasn't going to conceivably be able to avoid them because I'm not going to go see it in theaters. I'm not going to see it until it's on demand. But, like, with Star Wars, I very specifically avoid spoilers. It's the only franchise I do it with. Same. So I didn't know. Uh, I had no idea Yoda was coming. Until he was there. And it's like, fuck yes, Yoda. And it's the puppet. Yep. yep. And, it was, and he it looks was so fantastic. good. <laughs> He's got some great, some great quotes. Page turners, they were not. <laughs> the greatest teacher like. failure is. Mm-hmm. Man... Fucking Yoda. When he and he and he demonstrates finally what we've all wanted to see was a direct interaction between the Force. Yeah. Like a Force ghost can the, use the Force. Yeah, the sheer power. Remember, we hear Obi Wan in Episode Four when he gets cut down. Cut me, cut me down now, Darth, and I will become more powerful than you could ever imagine. Yes. But he never delivers. On that, like he's I think there in, in that moments. in that case, it was actually like the inspiration that it would cause from his death, like what it would do to Luke. No, I <laughs> understand that, but like the other thing that we do see is his manipulation of events in those movies. Get out in in um in Empire Strikes Back, then appears right before Han finds. Luke, and you can't convince me otherwise that on the in the vastness of nothingness that is Hoth, mm-hmm. that Han Solo would have ever found Luke Skywalker without direct interfere, interference from the Force. And I think that's oh, yeah. the kind of power that we see from Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. More than anything, um, but we finally get to see Yoda be like, nah, it's cool, man, you don't need those, and he vaporizes something with an extreme with a bolt of lightning. Yeah. Perfect. That's exactly and what I wanted to see. Fine. There's nothing in that library that, that the young Ray does not already possess. Yeah. And it's like, it just sounds like she, she already has the knowledge, but she actually literally has the books. Like she stole them. Yeah. <laughs> and Yoda knew that. Page turners, they were not. And that's why, like, read them, they, you they have. Kinda, hmm? <laughs> and they give they give you that later on in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like they show the books in a Footlocker, and you're like, oh, yeah. Um, uh, another fun little a little fun fact uh, or a little thing that I thought was kind of cool from the, the whole Snoke interaction yeah uh, that fight scene was bad as fuck oh my god when she drops the lightsaber grabs it with the other hand yeah like she she kills the first guy and then flips the the electric whip into the the drapes and everything's mm-hmm. burning and it's all coming yeah. down around her and it's it was so oh visually God. it was so like visually good yeah I'm at a loss for words that's it was I'm so good but, um <laughs> when he he says he says what Palpatine says uh. Whatever, strike strike her down and complete your training, this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. A whole lot about destiny. And I'm like, yeah. great, why? why? Like, yeah. 
Um, you wish you were Palpatine. Yes. You're not even as strong as, as Kylo Ren. Like, let's chill no. for a minute. <laughs> when they've infiltrated the ship, when they're on the ship, and they've got BB-8 in the box, they put the box over BB-8, and he's going around, yeah. he's doing an impression of a mouse droid. You can hear him going, do 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 do. I <laughs> like that that other droids make when they're like trucking around. <laughs> I like that that other droid was like, wait a second. Yeah. Evil BB-8. Yeah. And then he like rats them out. He's there when they get caught. He's the first one that shows up. Like there they are. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> The Falcon. Again. The Falcon. They hate up that to save ship. the day. They hate that ship. <laughs> I want you to blow that hunk of garbage out of the sky. And he sends all the fighters <laughs> after it. Mm-hmm. Is the Falcon a force user? Can the Falcon is like uh, th- well, no, hold up. If we if we're to think about Solo and oh, the fact that go. they took that droid and plugged her into the computer, C-3PO even mentions that, that the computer speaks with the strangest dialect. Oh, that's when he's communicating right. with it. The the Falcon actually does have a personality and a mind of its own. That's right. And in um episode four, no, I need to plug you into the hyperdrive. So you mm-hmm. can talk to the Falcon. Yeah. And he mentions that it has this, it speaks with the strangest dialect. Because <laughs> it's not just a regular onboard computer. It's that droid from, from Solo. That's right. The Falcon is a character it, with a personality and a mind of its own. And it's so, fucking awful. So then <laughs> I would say yes. Because a, a, we also, okay, okay, fine. Hold on. Hold on a minute. Droids. Droids. We see this in The Mandalorian. The reprogrammed um, hunter droid mm-hmm. defends the child. Okay, I get that. That's part of its programming. But mm-hmm. it sacrifices itself. Yeah. That is a ch- that is a choice of an AI more that and if you're at an AI level, then yes, it's a personality. Yeah. So yes, I would 100% say that certain droids could yeah. be force users. We also so, actually um, see that in General Grievance. A little bit. So, uh, well, Grievous, Grievous is a person. Grievous was like the yeah. prototype for Darth Vader. That's right. Yeah, but still uh, a Force user. That's what I'm saying. So, I don't know if you've seen anything for, for Star Wars Hunters. It's a new uh, mobile game coming out. No. But it's basically a Star Wars Battle Royale. Okay. And one of the characters is a droid called J3D1. Huh? Who wears Jedi robes and he fights with a lightsaber. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I am probably not going to play the game, but it looks no. cool. The art looks cool. The characters look cool. One character is just a stormtrooper. <laughs> uh, Captain Phasma was a fucking waste. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Captain Phasma is another one of those characters that had great potential. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Went out like the, a bitch. It's just a waste. Yeah. Went out she is like the a Boba bitch. Fett. She's the Boba Fett of the sequel trilogy. Mm. Never saw a body. True. That was the first <laughs> thing I said to myself when she fell through the fire. I was like, wait, we didn't see a body. Nope. So you are yeah. always scum, rebel scum, rebel scum. <laughs> I mean, like it's my, it's, uh, it's mildly upsetting to hear things like that, but mm. it's not at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Um, I got two notes left on my list. Now that we're getting close to the end. The whole scene um, with, this is not in my notes, but the whole scene with Luke and Leia. When he says no one's ever truly gone. Mm-hmm. Crushes me. Crushes I changed me my hair. Because, yeah, I changed my hair. Fucking puts the dice in her hands. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, another cool thing about those, the dice disappear. Yeah, because he wasn't there. Oh, that's right. That makes yeah. more sense than my note. Never mind. <laughs> the dice became <laughs> one was, with the Force. <laughs> because, no, because Han Solo became one with the Force. Yeah. But it makes way more sense now that it, it happened because Luke wasn't actually there. Yeah. Moron. <laughs> <laughs> Luke had a very good death. He was he was redeemed, and then he became one with the Force. And the shot was beautiful when he just fades out and his robes blow away. Yes, I agree. Not a, I thought that not was fantastic. Word. And I feel like that is all he was ever truly out for was the redemption. Mm-hmm. And that's why he agreed to finally train Ray. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's time for the Jedi to end. Yep. This is a very good movie. It was. The kid with the broom at the end. I okay. So I know I'm probably off when I say this. Hmm. Um. Was that kid Cal Kestis? No. Okay, I didn't think so. Uh, Fallen Order takes place before the original trilogy. Yes, sorry. Cal Kestis is a Jedi from the Clone Wars. That kid's the next generation. Um, my last. And it's like note. it's so subtle. Like I didn't even notice the first time I watched the movie. Oh, what the that kid with he the just reaches his hand out and the broom goes into it. Yeah, and they're playing with like a Luke Skywalker action figure. It's a really great movie that I feel like we just never, we never before gave it the credit it deserves. As a Star Wars film, it is actually like very good. I wouldn't put it in like my top Star Wars movies. It's above episode two. But so is everything else. <laughs> See, that, that's kind of how I feel about it too. Um, I'd, I'd say it, it probably edges out episode one too. Maybe not episode three. Definitely episode three episode is three. pretty pretty far up the the list though. Yeah, I mean, if we're ranking them how we've watched them as far, mm-hmm. I would say it's over episode episode one for sure. Oh yeah, it's maybe on par with Return of the Jedi. It would be hard for me to pick which one of those beats the other one. I still think Return of the Jedi is a little is better. Okay. Prefer Ewoks to Porgs. I mean, because Ewok, at least the Ewoks did something. Yeah. Like they so weren't the Porgs... just some random species that Chewie picked up and brought with him. Yeah. The Porgs, first of all, they never actually say that word in the movie. Mm-hmm. That's all from, from merchandising is where that, that word comes from. But uh, they were created because the, the island they filmed on, Skellig Michael, which is like a, it's a world heritage site. It's off the coast of Ireland. 
um, it has a large puffin population. Okay. And they're endangered, so they couldn't relocate the puffins. So they created the porgs to just like digitally superimpose over all these puffin puffins. That's actually hilarious. They're like half puff and half otter. I love the yeah. shot where they're they're fucking with the lightsaber. One of them's got its got its fucking eye up to it, and the other one's like. Trying to turn it on. <laughs> there were little moments through this whole movie that definitely mm-hmm. made you laugh. Yeah. It definitely, and like, that, it was... The humor, for the most part, was very Star Wars. Like, it wasn't like a, a laugh riot. It was just like a little giggle. Yeah. I do think some of the comedy was a little out of place. Yeah. But some of some of the jokes were a little too like little MCU, really. Yeah. It's like it's supposed like, to be like subtle comic relief, not gags. Yeah. Like we see these little funny moments throughout all of Star Wars. There are moments. Mm-hmm. Um, these ones, some of the ones in this one were a little bit placed, I think. But other than that, I don't have a lot of complaints about this movie. It's not, it's just not my favorite Star Wars movie. It is very good. There are points of it. I mean, um, the visual effect or the visual of, because we never get to see what happens to a ship when it miscalculates light speed. Yeah. And now we know. Oh, that shot. I can't believe we didn't talk about that. Yeah. When she, we can go back she, and talk oh about it right God. now. When she goes when into, she, that was uh, so cool. The first I time I saw, when I saw that in theaters with you. I was in awe. Like, that is the coolest shock. fucking thing. <laughs> it was the pure shock of it, of seeing a ship just absolutely vaporized. Fucking silence. And it took it took almost that entire battle group with it. Yeah. Like bits and pieces of it, obviously, because hyper-accelerated debris. Yeah. Just, the whole thing just coned right out of the back of Snoke's ship. And it was yeah. absolutely stunning. It was so fucking cool. <laughs> there was a lot of that in this movie that's just like wow visually wow all right you got any final thoughts any more notes in there do i have anything oh the ending one of the the like the last scenes where they're all grouped together and all these people are talking to each other and this that and the other ray and poe finally mean Very, very uh, Empire Strikes Back-esque. Mm-hmm. Except hopeful. Except hopeful. Everybody like, it followed a lot of the same sort of story beats as Empire, except that, like, they ended it, like, things are going to be okay now. Yeah, it's only up from here instead of, oh boy, what now? Yeah. But that's it. That's all I got. All right. I am excited for the next one. This will be, I think of, I'm pretty sure, I'm trying to think about it. I'm pretty sure I've only seen episode nine twice. I also think I have only seen episode nine twice. I saw it in the theater and then I saw it on Blu-ray when it came out. Mm, you know what I'm excited for? Mm-hmm. The, Mandal- or, uh, the Book of Fat. The Book of Fat. Oh, what? It's this, this year, this three year days. is going to be, this year is going to be awesome for Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. There's so much good coming out this year. We're getting Obi-Wan Kenobi. We're getting Ahsoka, I believe. Andor is supposed to come this year. 
Um, uh, yep, 2022, getting, that is. We're getting The Mandalorian, The Book of Fett. Yeah. The Mandalorian's um, got one, no solid date, but I, I I would be surprised if it wasn't out by the end of 2022. 2022, for sure. Um, and then there was one more, and I can't remember what it was now. Um, there's, supposed be, there's supposed to be six series coming out this, this year. Uh, the Acolyte. That might be it. And Rangers of the New Republic got put on hold. I think Rogue Squadron is back on, though, I think. Is it? I'm pretty sure. That's exciting. Yeah, people were very disappointed. <laughs> oh, I, and Disney I, was like, uh, oh, shit, people want this. Okay. That that may have been my all-time favorite Star Wars game. Mm-hmm. I think there's a strong possibility we're going to get Fallen Order 2. Or whatever oh. it's going to be called. Excellent. That game and, um, was so good. Uh, who is it? Ubisoft has a Star Wars game in development. Yes. No, it's going to be a big year for Star Wars. I just hope they don't burn out again. I hope I hope they can keep up quality. Michael. Hmm. It's our dream come true. Yeah. So much Star Wars. So much. Let me quickly go and take a look at our email. Um, no email. Nobody has emailed us. Which is a good thing. So, uh, uh, so this episode is going up at the end of January. So we don't presently have anything to plug. I'm sure we will have recorded several episodes, including the live one, which is now available by now to, to stream on podcast platforms. We're on just about all podcast platforms. Now I went through the list and I just applied to everything. We are not on Pandora because it's a pain in the ass. And I have not received confirmation from um, TuneIn plus Alexa, which is just like a special podcast platform for Alexa users. But like we're everywhere. (coughs) Coming to you from everywhere. Yeah. So wherever you go on Spotify, you can leave a review now. So do that. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. If a review is an option, do it. Uh, but don't be a dick about it. Yeah. No. Give us good reviews. Give us good reviews. I mean, or give us a five star review a- with really shitty words. Like, if you want to be a dick, go ahead and be a dick, but give us a five star <laughs> review. <laughs> Obviously, we live we live in your head rent free. Give us something to look forward to. Yeah. So follow us on Facebook, follow us on TikTok and Instagram. Do not email us unless you have something good to say about Star Wars. Even negative things about Star Wars. Bring yeah. it on. Whatever you're, you got thoughts about Star Wars, send us, send us your thoughts about Star Wars. Like I said, it's either going to be garbage and ridiculed, or mm-hmm. you're going to spark conversation that we really like to have. So, yeah. Like, out of this, we branched off into our our can droids and ships. Yes. What? Can droids and ships be force users? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. I believe or force sensitive. I would say more <laughs> force sensitive. Fine. Yeah. Absolutely. If it has sentience, it can be force sensitive. R2-D2. Yes. R2-D2. Yeah. Is like the ultimate proof of that. Mm-hmm. All right, Fatty. I think this was a solid one. It was a really good one, yeah. Yeah. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? Um, yeah. I will see you in a week in person. I know. I'm I'm very excited. For a live episode. we I figure we'll record like a few episodes that day. Uh, we might have Kyle Wagner. Might be able to get Kyle Wagner in on an episode. That should be fun. I don't think he, I've ever met Kyle I, Wagner. You've never met Kyle Wagner? He is a trip. 
Okay. He is a trip. So uh, I think he'll. I think he he's just the right kind of energy for keeping up with the fatness. Beautiful. So I'll see you in a week. All right, man. Um, I'll talk to you later, bud. Yes, sir. Bye. Bye.